Hello and welcome to the St. Francis Sunday Sermon Podcast for this, the first Sunday of Lent. Today we hear from the Reverend Beth Sherman, as well as the St. Francis Choir. Enjoy and have a blessed week.
Civics, we do a form of teaching called Godly Play, and it's based on Montessori techniques. And each story is based on telling the biblical stories, and each story um, has props that go with it. So as the storyteller is telling, various parts of the story are um, kind of unveiled uh, using objects. And one of the bigger objects we have in the classroom is a plexiglass square full of sand. And this is called the desert box. Now, whenever the desert box gets used, the teacher always starts with this phrase. The wilderness is a dangerous place. You only go there if you have to. <laughs> Let me say it again because I just love it. The wilderness is a dangerous place. You only go there if you have to. Well, guess what? Jesus had to. And that's what this story is about today. First we hear of his baptism. And so the Holy Spirit alights upon him as a dove. And then the next piece of the story we hear the Spirit drives Jesus into the desert. Now, what's interesting, you know, this story is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, but Mark is the one that uses that strong verb, drive. The other two are not so kind of full of force. The Spirit drove Jesus uh, into the desert. I'm a person that loves maps. I know Robert does too. He's loaned me a few of his maps. Um, you know, I'm old-fashioned. What can I say? I still like to read a newspaper, a real newspaper, and I still like to read a real book. Um, and I love to have a map. Um, it's just easier for me to read. And, you know, as I was thinking about Jesus going into the desert, I, the phrase, he went without maps, came to mind. He didn't know what he was going to encounter there. And the other interesting thing about Mark's version is, you know, Matthew and Luke, we hear he was tempted in this way and this way and this way. You know, you hear all about what the three temptations were. All Mark says is, Jesus was tempted in the desert, he was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. So you don't get really any details. So why did Jesus have to go into the desert in the first place? I mean, I think there are lots of reasons. I'm going to throw out a few that I've thought about. And, but before I get there, to remind you that I've been watching the Olympics, and, you know, often I'll turn, put the, my earbuds in at 4.30 in the morning and listen but not watch because I'm kind of half wanting to go back to sleep. And on one of those early, early morning um, hours, I heard an athlete ask about, you know, um, what it's like to train as an athlete and in particular to train as an um, Olympic athlete. And one of the things he said was, 
daily you are pushed out of your comfort zone. And when I thought about Jesus going into the desert, I thought that's like the epitome of being pushed out of your comfort zone. No food, no water, temptation at every turn. Um, he literally had to become a prayer warrior and to throw himself onto the mercy of God. So back to why. I believe that Jesus had to go into the desert for a lot of reasons. But one of the words that came to mind as I was thinking about it this week was um, honing. Um, he had to hone his abilities um, because he was, uh, when he emerged, about to embark on a, you know, an unimaginable, unimaginable path, a path to the cross. Uh, and in the meantime, doing healing and giving of himself uh, over and over again. So he's in the desert to learn who he was and to strengthen his sense of purpose. Um, if any of you have spent any time in the desert, you know that it is a place where everything gets stripped away. And so I think Jesus was being stripped down to the very core. For, for those of us, you know, at different points in our lives, we hit bottom, you know, and we, 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 we're not sure we can keep going. And it's in those moments when we really learn sort of what we're made of and where our strength lies. And that's what I imagine Jesus experiencing in the desert. He, everything's stripped away, and he's being faced, you know, there's an onslaught uh, kind of every moment. And he has to dig so deep uh, to find the strength and the courage. And, of course, he gets that not just on his own, but he's casting himself on the mercy of God, just as we do when we have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. But what's so beautiful about this story is he comes out of the desert having found that sense of who he was, that sense of purpose, but also coming forth with great strength and courage. And so he is propelled on uh, to Jerusalem eventually. One thing that I think is important to remember before he went into the desert is what he heard. He heard a voice, he's baptized, very powerful moment, and then he hears this You are my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And so I think that's an important thing for us to remember when we are in the desert, that we are also beloved. So Jesus invites us to go into the desert with him during this season of Lent. To me, that's what Lent is all about. It's 40 days to look at your life more closely, 
uh, and with new eyes. It's 40 days to be pushed out of our customary ways of doing things and be shaken up, put, pushed out of our comfort zone. Um, and that's why we give things up or take things on. We're creating a new pattern and learning something about ourselves in the process. I, for me, it's hugely liberating because I don't really like being in ruts if I can help them. So Lent is an opportunity to sort of get, get ourselves out of ruts and to stretch ourselves in new directions. In the desert, with Jesus, we can ask questions like, is there something in me that needs to shift? Is there something in me that needs to be let go of? Is there someone I need to forgive? Am I harboring resentments? What am I afraid of? You know, the list goes on and on and on. I can't tell you what questions you need to ask, but Lent provides the opportunity for us to sit with that and to go into the desert of our own hearts and souls. So, because to me it's such an important uh, time in the life of the church, um, I like to give lots of things for people to think about. And on the credenza is a, is a sheet that says ways for you to deepen your Lent. But if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I issued a Lenten prayer challenge inviting people to spend 10 minutes a day, not very long, uh, in prayer. And I have to tell you a story. So a, a friend of mine who was also my kundalini yoga teacher, uh, I was talking to her about, you know, oh, how much I enjoy going off on retreats. And she said, Dad, I think you know, need to go do a particular kind of retreat. I was like, oh, really? What? And she was like, I think you should go do the Buddhist Vipassana retreat. And I was like, well, tell me more about it. I've heard about it. And she said, well, you're not going to like what you hear. No books, no journals, no nothing. No iPods, no nothing, no nothing. You sit for four hours, six hours, eight hours. You eat, you sleep, and maybe you walk, but it is like hardcore meditation. And I heard that, and I, and I, I was like, no way. <laughs> you know, I, I, to not be able to read, to not be able to write in my journal, you know, I, I thought, I just never pushed me over the edge. And then I sort of stepped back and I thought, boy, you need to go do this. <laughs> if, it, if it brings that much of a reaction, then she's on to something. Have I done it? Not yet. <laughs> Someday I will, because it sounds like I really need to go do it. But this Lenten challenge, I... As I was thinking about it on Tuesday, I thought, you know, here's my journal. I'm putting it away. Here's my meditation book. I'm putting it away. And so, starting on Wednesday, I got my iPhone, I set my timer, and I sat for 10 minutes. Without doing my usual reading or writing or reflecting, I sat. And like anyone else, I have a monkey mind. You know, it's like, 
I need to get out of Trader Joe's, I need to go And what I have found in the past when I've tried to do that more contemplative kind of praying is focusing on the breath and focusing on a word or a phrase, a mantra, is what really helps me. And what I decided to do was each day in that first few seconds to listen to what word emerged. And so for me, for example, on Wednesday, it was peace. And so I breathed in peace and I breathed out peace. And kind of like a Tibetan um, Tong Lam or a loving kindness meditation, I was breathing in peace for me and I was breathing peace out for the world. And what's interesting is each day a different word or, or two word little phrase has emerged for me. And I confess I am keeping a prayer journal. Now what I mean by that is, and it's just for this Lent, each day after I've done my few minutes, I write down the word that came to me. So that at the end of Lent, I can look back and see what are these things that I've been praying through this season. So I just shared that with you as one way for you to use your 10 minutes. It's up to you um, if you choose to enter into this um, Lenten prayer challenge, how you do it. But that's how I found myself sort of drawn to do it. But whatever you do this Lent, I do hope that you will take advantage of the season and that you will accept Jesus' invitation to enter into the desert.